0: Welcome to another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. Today, I have the fabulous Gillian Coletti here today to talk about help. My project team hates each other. Hello, Gillian. Hello. How are you? really good thank you for taking the time today to talk about this problem no problem Gillian recently a friend of mine inherited a new project team and she was very dismayed to find out that everyone hated each other in the team maybe that's an over-exaggeration everyone didn't hate everyone in the team (laughs) but there was a level of animosity between certain camps within the project team and she was asking my opinion about what to do Gillian What would be the first thing you would
1: suggest to her? Well, this is a tricky subject, isn't it? People avoid talking about this sort of thing. So my first piece of advice would be, if you really hate someone, go and find out, go and talk to them and find out what's going on in their head. Are they really hateful? Or have you just misunderstood them completely? Everybody's different. So are they expecting us to look like cookie cutter roles on a project? Or are they actually respecting each other for who they are as individuals and where they're coming from in life? Are they taking the time to actually listen to each other and allow them to finish speaking? Or are they misinterpreting what they're hearing and adding assumptions?
0: Well, there is probably that. And isn't it true that perhaps when there's a level of animosity in any
1: team that we've lost respect for one another? Yes, definitely. I think it's nobles. So it probably starts as a bit of irritation and annoyance. And people seem to think that we shouldn't talk about it. So they don't express how they feel genuinely and authentically in a safe space with that person over a casual chat and a coffee with the intention to actually resolve the conflict. So they just bury it in the sand, bury their head in the sand and think well I'll just keep doing my job well and hopefully this person will suddenly realize the error of their ways and they will start behaving properly. But that doesn't happen, it just gets worse and worse because they're not having those honest conversations. A lot of people would find that very
0: confrontational to go up and say to someone I think you don't like me. Yes. What are some of the other conversation starters that we might be able to use to achieve the same outcome to help us get that respect back for each other?
1: The one I like my personal favorite is to simply express how I feel so not to put the the person through a judgment process, but rather to say, you know, when you made that comment today in the meeting, I felt as if you were ignoring my point because you kept interrupting me and wouldn't allow me to finish speaking. So I'm feeling a bit annoyed and I'm feeling as if you don't value my contribution. Is that accurate? And then allow them to respond. So it's not coming in accusing them of actually doing things but rather saying, this is how I feel. Is, this, is there any merit to it?
0: I think that that's probably a good way to do it. Perhaps we could do a role play here, Jillian. Okay. And talk about that. Uh, so I secretly don't like you, <laughs> Gillian. But I've been very naughty and not letting you finish your conversations Uh, perhaps you could start by asking me about why I do that
1: okay thanks Elise for taking the time to actually come and tell me the truth about how you feel because I think honest feedback is very very helpful if people have the right attitude to it I understand that you don't like me very much I'd like to know what's causing that Enlighten me.
0: Gillian, that's not true. I never said that I don't like you. Secretly, I don't like you. And then usually you get a whole lot of bluster and other stuff. So how can you cut through the bluster when people are then giving you platitudes and no-nonsense hype words?
1: Well, I just keep asking questions. So... I'd be saying, oh, okay, so it's not that you don't like me, it's it's just that is it me making you feel uncomfortable? Is that what you're saying? And then you respond.
0: Isn't uncomfortable a powerful word though about you do or say something that makes me feel uncomfortable? Doesn't that disarm the other person then when you're talking to them?
1: Well, it shouldn't disarm them because they should feel very sure of why they think the way they think. So they should feel as if they've got a valid point. And if they've got a valid point to make, then give a valid point based on the fact that we're all human beings here trying to get to achieve the same goal. So when all these analytics take place about dissecting words and is that a strong word and is that a more offensive word than this word? That's where I think we're going wrong. People speak different languages. I come from a different country. My English is quite a different English than what other people would speak. And then there are people coming from all over the world. We're working with virtual teams. So we need to come in understanding that we don't all speak the same language And we shouldn't be taking personally what people are saying in their normal, everyday business, trying to get through the day's work.
0: But we do take it personally.
1: I know. (laughs) And
0: that's like read any blog post, you know, don't take things personally. Don't do this. You know, it's not personal. But it is personal. And we do take it personally and we take it on board as stress. We take it on board and we're unhappy because at our heart we like to work as a pack,
1: Mm -hmm. most people. Mm -hmm.
0: I think there are some people that like to be adored and those type of things, but that's a topic for another podcast, that one. (laughs) But people do, essentially people do want to do the right thing and deliver the right outcomes. But sometimes I think that the outcomes that some people want don't marry up with the outcomes that other people want. And that is a source of tension, loss of respect and conflict at the end of the day.
1: Yep. So loss of respect I think is a big one and I think often people on projects who have gotten quite far in their lives and they've done very well can become quite arrogant. You know, they can think that they know what's best for the business, they think they know what's best for the technology, and they can actually start making assumptions. So you'll get people who aren't actually fit for those particular roles deciding on what to advise the business to do because They arrogantly think they know they have a better answer or a better solution. So we're losing that consultation, that incredible coming in and saying, it's your business, tell me what you want and then I'll make some recommendations based on my technological knowledge or my architectural knowledge. Do
0: you think sometimes people, and I dislike using the word dislike, (laughs) do you think that people don't value each other because we may have different approaches or we just don't fall into line with what other people's expectations are.
1: Yes, I think that is a very good point. I think that people have expectations that haven't been set by anyone, so they're unrealistic expectations. They think that everybody in the world would know that this is obviously what the expectations for this would be. So therefore, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to document it. We don't need to spend a lot of time working through the project team, working through a RACI to say whose role is what and what exactly are you here to do and what are your strengths? How do you fit in with the team? So I think that's definitely an issue. But I think generally a lot of people these days think that their way is the right way and they don't listen. So as soon as someone starts talking about something that's a totally different idea, they start thinking, that's not what I would be saying, and they switch off blah, 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 it's like noise in their ears, and then eventually they have something in their head they want to say, and they really actually have missed the whole point that someone was trying to bring across.
0: It's a very hard topic to talk about, it's challenging for project managers it, it is hard to know what to do sometimes especially if you don't have a lot of empathy for people if you're a very process orientated project manager then how can you deal with all these pesky people and why they don't like each other why can't people just get get along
1: <laughs> so that's an excellent point because you're Uh, Most effective project managers are usually people who are very task driven. So they are your high D people on the DISC scale and they get stuff done. So they're all about delivery. They don't think about the impacts to each other, to things that are taking place. Have people had enough to eat? Have they had enough time to chat? Have they had enough tea? Are they hydrated? Are they feeling happy? Are they stressed? Are they completely depleted because the expectation has been for them to just deliver? So they're working very long hours and and not taking care of themselves. So project managers who are really good at delivery don't have those skills. They need to turn to other people like change managers who have the understanding of the impacts to things around them to what we're doing.
0: And that gets into being a mindful leader, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. So if you're a mindful leader, then perhaps you would be taking care of your team better and dealing with these issues. I know that we're just talking about how to deal with the situation, but with all things you have to look at yourself as well. Yes. And for this poor friend who inherited a team, she's got to try and bring her mindful project management skills, project leadership skills, sorry, to help this team transition to having respect for one another and for being
1: able to work together harmoniously. Yes. So I saw somebody actually do this very effective, re- effectively recently. He was sitting in a room and there were three people talking and he could see that two people in the room didn't get along and they were having a normal professional meeting. And eventually he said, guys, there's something I want to say and I can't keep it in. I'm just going to let you know that I'm observing some friction between the two of you. So I'd like to say that it's um, it's causing some discomfort between other people who have to observe this on a daily basis. I'm going to leave the room now and I'm going to let you talk about it. That was actually an incredible strategy because those two people up until then had not been interested or or been concerned about actually having that conversation with each other fabulous is that yes
0: because you're calling it out yes and if there's one thing I've seen over many many years of working as a project manager in other people's teams of course is that perhaps if we just ignore it it'll go away I just want to I just want to get this project finished and then the team's going to be disbanded
1: and I don't have to do anything more about it. Yep. and I think to me that is one of the worst ways of dealing with it because hard work and hours are not half as stressful as conflicts with people. So this will stress people out beyond belief. People will go home, they'll start drinking alcohol, they'll have fights with their families because it is really, really stressful dealing with conflicts with people and not understanding why it's not changing, why they seem to be attacking you. It's it's one of the most stressful things in the world to have to deal with. So when somebody just completely exposes it in a non-threatening manner and doesn't take any sides, his his whole sentence. I can see this friction between the two of you and I'm going to walk out so the two of you can resolve it. it was such a great invitation.
0: I think that we've still got a long way to go in helping our project managers become better leaders. And yes. speaking to my friends, there's lots of conflict. There's lots of unhappy people that have lost respect for their team members It's in the language we use, oh, they're an idiot. Yes. What would they know? Or this or that. And and it's really hard. It is hard to deal with it, open it up. And I think that sometimes the purveying culture in the organisation that you're working in is also dictating some of what's going on.
1: Yes. So I agree with that. Energy is huge. So I think 80% of what we're communicating to one another is nonverbal. So that means people can feel, even if nobody's outwardly saying what they think, people have a really good idea from their gut instincts that somebody doesn't like them or somebody's not happy with them or someone hates the stuff they do. And that in itself makes things incredibly uncomfortable to deal with. And then it's up to the person who's feeling some kind of vibe to have the guts to say, wait, what is this all about? How do I get to the bottom of this? And because it's perceived, the person could just turn around and say, oh, you're being oversensitive. That's absolutely not the case. So it's it's not something people would enter into without really a lot of courage and an understanding that this exists and there's a way to solve it. Do project managers have a
0: role to play in helping people deal with these
1: issues and come up with strategies to help them? I think they do. I understand that project managers are usually a different type of person, but all of us are here to evolve. So we're looking at the sides of us that we don't do very well and we're trying to expand and grow. So if I was a project manager who was only thinking about tasks and never feelings or impacts and empathetic ways of looking at at people, I would think that that would be a fantastic opportunity for me to grow on a personal level and that would have an effect on my family and other areas of my life. So I see that as a very positive thing to do. Top tip, Jillian. Top tip for when teams hate hate each other. I would say as soon as possible, before the sun goes down, go and have an honest chat at a coffee shop or at the bar have a glass of champagne relax get everything out in the open and then try to have the intention of reconciliation
0: my top tip is to recognize it and be supportive and help people to resolve it themselves good one one, yeah no one likes mum having to come and deal with a squabble (laughs) that's right Well, thank you very much for your time today, Gillian. Thank you, Liz. That ends another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos.